Chicago. You're listening to Inspirational Perspective. I'm your host, Linnell Harris, Chicago's very own life coach, right here on WBON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. Inspirational Perspective on your radio is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. So as I ask you every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, are you living the best life possible? And this is the place to be to explore that opportunity. Well, good morning, everyone. It's the 21st day of January. So that means we have 10 more days until the end of January. Now, here's the deal. Based on research and stats on goal setting and New Year's resolutions, I know many of you have already given up on those goals, right? And that's based on research, based on research, okay? Because I know some of you are still persevering. You're still pushing. But the research says that many of you at this point, you have given up on your goals, on your New Year's resolutions. As a matter of fact, according to the University of Scranton, they say that only 8% of people are successful in achieving their resolutions. 8%. So what does that mean? Well, that's less than one out of every 10 people. So if you're in a room with 10 people, that means only one of them has stuck to their resolution, and it's 21 days into the year. 21 days into the year. Now, that's not good, you ask me. That's not good. And today, I want to share why that is, number one, because there's a reason that happens to us. And how you can turn that around for yourself in your life in 2018, all right? Now, first, you know, I I say this at the beginning of every show, but if if you are interested in having a successful goal-orientated year, then by all means, you know, download a free copy of my book at slayyourgoals.com. And uh, a lot of what I'll be talking about this morning are notes from the book, tidbits from the book. You know, so if you're the kind of person you're like, ah, man, I'm not a big reader. I like to listen. Then you definitely want to listen to him for the next two hours. Because part of what I want to do, here's the thing. What I know is that all of us have ideas. All of us have places that we want to go. Here's what I also know. That if you execute on those ideas, if you actually achieve those goals, that it will have an impact on my life in some type of way. I was listening to the show right before this one uh, with Divine Healing Herbs. And, uh, you know, I heard of them. I've never heard the store before now coming in at 7 a.m. in the mornings. I've never heard the show. I'm sorry. But I'm thinking about the work they do. Right. And they were talking about, you know, cleansing the body, taking care of the body. The host, he shared that, you know, hey, don't be taking medicine, these drugs out here without understanding the side effects. And 
I want to share this because they're transforming lives, right? They're helping people. They're transforming lives. They're helping people step into their health in the way that they intend to. And I imagine before they got started that this was just an idea. As a matter of fact, I don't even have to imagine it. I know it started as an idea and then it became a goal and then they executed on the goal. And now here they are, right? Helping people with their health. And that has an impact. Everything that you want to do, everything that I intend to do has an impact on someone else. So that's one of the reasons, one of the other reasons why I want to talk about this today, because it matters. It matters that you reach your goals. All right. And if it matters to you, then I'm going to challenge you to listen for the next two hours, because in the top of the hour, what I want to do is I want to talk about why people fail first. Right. Why people fail when it comes to goal setting, when it comes to New Year resolutions. But then. I want to swing around and then give you strategies for achieving those goals. And when I say strategies, really tips, very simple tips on achieving those goals. All right. So stick with me now. Be sure to go out to Inspirational Perspective, the Facebook page, like the page, follow us on Inspirational Perspective. Um, You also can receive a copy of the show when you go out there. All the shows are placed there. They're also on YouTube, the YouTube channel, at Linnell Harris, and that's spelled L-I-N-A-L-H-A-R-R-I-S. And the topic this morning, why New Year's resolutions and plans fail and how you can achieve your goals. Now, for those of you who want to give give us a phone call, here are the questions that I'll be posing this morning. The first one is, are you on course with your New Year's resolutions? Right. That's the first one. The second one is, do you set goals? I mean, one of the things I hear often, especially going into a new year, you talk about New Year's resolutions and you always get that group of people who say, I don't do resolutions. And that's one of the reasons I said, "Okay, that's fine. You don't have to do resolutions. But do you set goals? Do you set goals? I think that's the question. Right. Because resolutions can be slippery. We could talk about that. But do you set goals? And then last but not least. What is your main goal setting challenge? Whatever your main goal setting challenge is this morning, I would challenge you to call in and get some coaching around that. And the number to do that is 773-591-1690. All right. So here we are. Okay. We're headed into the third week of January. And, you know, the question I have is how your New Year's resolutions, you know, how are those goals doing? How are those carefully laid plans of 2018 shaping up? Now, if you're one of my Slayer Goals members, we had a call last week. I know that most of you are on task and you've been carefully following your action plans and tracking your milestones diligently. So great work for now. Keep listening. Now, for others, I know it's going different. I know it's going a bit different for you. Uh, You may be frustrated. You might be frustrated with your inability to sufficiently stick to your plan, right? You're experiencing resistance to that plan. Maybe you've quit already. Maybe you're contemplating quitting. If you can identify with any of this, solid work. Now, you might say, Linnell, why would you say solid work? 
they didn't say they, they're accomplishing their goals. They said that they're struggling, that they're finding it difficult to stick. They found the inability to stick. The reason I said solid work is because there's a level of awareness. Like you are aware, you are in the struggle. And to be in the struggle means that you are engaged in your own plan. And that is a very good thing. Okay. And by the way, if you're in the struggle of being engaged in your own plan, then that means you're normal and you are in good company. Now, have you already quit? Maybe you've already quit. You know, this year opened up. You couldn't catch a break. (laughs) Now you're just hoping that if you abandon that ridiculous resolution, right? Because that's what happens when we quit. The thing that we started becomes ridiculous, right? What was I thinking when I said I was going to do that? I mean, that's the type of internal dialogue we have. You know, what was I thinking when I said I would, you know, take that on or do that? My goodness. And then we start blaming the shift we made for the go for, you know, where we may be, right? Why we might be a few steps back, things like that. And... So you might not have been able to catch a break. And now you're just hoping that you can salvage the rest of 2018 after creating whatever, you know, quote, unquote, ridiculous resolution, a goal that you created. Keep listening. I want you to keep listening, too. Now, here's the deal. Regardless of what group you fall into. The universal truth of planning will always hold true. Let me repeat that. I don't care what group you fall into, whether you're sticking to the goal, whether you're struggling with the goal, whether you've already quit the goal. There is a universal truth to planning. And that truth is this. That your goals on paper versus your goals in real life, no matter how well you plan, things will happen. Stuff will happen. Things will get in the way. Now, let me give you a good example from my own life that happened just this year. So I brought in 2018 with the flu. And uh, I swear to you that I think it was that death flu that's going around, right? That in a horrible way is taking out children and some of the elderly and, you know, some of us that are middle age. Uh, these flus are getting stronger. You got to ask yourself about that. You know, all these shots and things like that. But I digress. So I brought in 2018 with this so-called death flu, right? And yes, by the way, life coaches get sick too. I'm a human being. I get in my own way too. I get stuck in resistance too. The idea is that we work our ways out of it, right? But I was so sick on New Year's Eve that I ended up isolating myself to the living room because I didn't want my wife and my son to catch this virus, right? And when I say virus, I mean, I really mean virus. I I don't know. Whatever it was I caught was the big boy version of viruses because I, you know, I don't get sick. As a matter of fact, I think this is the second time I've had the flu in two decades. Okay. And I felt weak. My skin was tender. My head was spinning. I had 103 degree fever and I was cold. I mean, it felt like the house was frigid. You know what I'm saying? And I kept thinking, like, man, how cold can I be? 
I mean, I'm, I was wearing thick socks. I had on jogging pants. I had on a big sweatshirt. And I kept checking the thermostat in the house constantly, too. I mean, I, I couldn't believe that I was that cold. And I would get up and check, and every time I would check, you know, the thermostat would be on between 72, you know, 74 degrees, depending on time of day. And uh, which, by the way, is hot. In my house, it's hot. And, uh, you know, I go back, slump back down on the couch and, and wrap myself in this blanket burrito and, uh, you know, kind of sit there cold like, man, what's happening? So that's how I brought in my year. And that's where I brought the new year in on that couch wrapped in my blankets. I brought in the new year midnight 2018 sick with the flu weak, cold, feverish and alone in the living room on the couch. Okay. And catch this. I was too weak to watch the ball drop. You know, Dick Clark's ball drop. I was too weak to watch Dave Chappelle's new year's Eve Netflix special. Right. That was part of the plan. I'm like, you know, Ah, we ain't going out. We're going to have a good dinner, cook a good dinner, stay in with the little guy, put him to sleep, me and the wife. You know, the plan was to, you know, chill out, maybe have a drink, watch Dave Chappelle. And, uh, man, I was too sick, too sick to do that. I was too sick to get a New Year's Eve kiss from my wife and too weak to even care about my goals. And it's interesting because... I woke up, I woke up about one o'clock. It was 2018. I'm like, oh, okay, it's a new year. And the first thing that came to my mind were, were my goals. I said, oh no, my goals. Man, if I don't get better soon, I'm going to start 2018 behind. Guess what? The virus didn't care. It didn't go away. And in fact, this vicious virus kept me confined to the couch through Wednesday of that week. I mean, so I got nothing done, all right? And by the way, by the time I finally got out the house, finally got out the house on Friday, which was actually to, to come into this studio with Perry Small and on her show to start the new year off, by Friday I felt completely overwhelmed, y'all. I mean, completely overwhelmed. Now, why is that? Because all my 2018 goals and commitments have been broken by that point. I mean, they were broken. And not just that, we were five days into the new year, and I felt, I mean, I was behind. All of my commitments were broken, especially my well-being and health commitments were broken. And the only thing I could think of is now what? All right, now, now what, Linnell? Here you are, and you got to understand my, my predicament in terms of my goals, right? Because here I am. Not only have I written a book about goals, but I've been on the radio encouraging you all about goals. And then the new year starts and five days in, I'm already behind. I mean, I hadn't been to the gym. I hadn't taken on the work goals. I hadn't. Now, here's the thing. I know somebody out there is thinking, wait, man, you, you were sick, brother. You know, how can you say that you dropped your goals because you were sick? And I want to hit on that. And I'm, I'm going to hit on it in a little bit here. But if you remember, I said my 2018 goals and commitments have been broken. Here's the thing about a commitment. And this is one of the areas where we need to get really, really clear and look at our personal integrity. 
when you make a commitment to yourself, and this is why I said personal integrity, when you make a commitment to yourself, it doesn't matter what happens. It's a commitment. It's a commitment that you made. Doesn't matter the circumstance. Doesn't matter the situation. It is a commitment by the very definition of the word commitment. And I'm going to save a little bit about commitment because I want to I want to tap into this later. But by the very definition of the word to be committed means to persevere no matter what. Well, Anel, you were sick. You had the flu. I mean, how difficult can that be? I mean, you know, you got to be reasonable here. Okay, true, true. Well, in the last chapter of my book, Slayer Goals, which is available for free at slayergoals.com. So if you haven't downloaded it, uh, you know, go ahead and download it. It's free. But in my book, in the last chapter of the book, the last chapter is what every goal setter needs to know. Okay. And one of my favorite quotes from that chapter is this. And the quote says, the trick is to remember that when stuff happens and interrupts your plans, because it will, it is not the end of the world. Thus, it is not the end of the plan. So what did I do? All right, five days in, I had the flu, I was ill, I was sick, all my goals and commitments have been broken. I start the year off, you know, basically behind, 2018 behind. What did I do? Well, that Friday, when I finally got a chance to sit down, I reviewed my 2018 vision statements, and I recommitted to each of my goals. Now, let me point something out here. My 2018 vision statements. Notice I didn't say my 2018 goals. There's a difference between your vision and your goals. Your vision is where you want to go. It is the mentally and emotionally compelling picture that you have in your mind about where you want to go. And one of the number one reasons why people fail is because they do not know where they're going. We set goals without creating a mental and emotionally compelling picture in our mind that is telling us where we will go. Right? So let me give you an example. I know for certain that some of you set health goals going into the new year. I know for certain that you did because that's what most of us do. Anyone that is somewhat self-aware, cares about their health, will say to themselves, I want to be stronger, I want to be healthier by the end of this year. But to say that simply and write it down as a goal is flawed, right? Now, writing it down is good. Don't get me wrong. But after you make the go, after you say that's what I want, then you have to get into your mind and look at December 2018 and ask yourself, what do I look like? What do I feel like? To the point where you create a visual in your mind, in your mind, that is mentally and emotionally compelling. Because that's what's going to get you past the tough times. That's what's going to get you out the bed when you don't feel like it. That's what's going to push you to recommit when you have breakdowns. Because human beings have breakdowns. Linnell, what's a breakdown? I'll get into that a little bit later. Okay? So what I did is I reviewed my 2018 vision statements, and then I recommitted to my goals. All right? 
And to recommit was to admit that there was a breakdown. And I'm going to get into breakdowns in a moment. But I said to myself, Linnell, you made a commitment. You didn't keep the commitment. And so now you are going to recommit. Recommit. Now, this is important because this takes the subconscious and subconscious mind and brings them together so that way they both know that, hey, there was a breakdown and we are now recommitting. And that's one of the other things we don't do. We don't admit to ourselves when we don't do what we said we were going to do. Hey, you know what? I'm not doing what I said I was going to do. Call it out. It's important because then it requires that you recommit. So after I did that, then I started taking massive action. You guys know how I feel about action. Started taking massive action. And here's the deal. It doesn't matter how you start. Okay? It doesn't. So like I said, I started the year with the flu. I dropped my goals for the first five days. I had to recommit. And so if I looked at how I started 2018, and I was going to make that an indication for how 2018 would be, man, you're talking about a tough year. But here's the thing. I don't look at it that way. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. All the time. If you play sports, you know this. If you watch sports, you know this. Matter of fact, if you pay attention to anything in life, you know this. That plenty of people have tough starts. All right, we can look at individuals in history who had tough starts. Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, Oprah Winfrey, Jay-Z. I mean, we can go down the list of people who had tough starts. But in terms of how it looks when they finish, it's completely different, right? So that's the other thing. If you had a, if you've had a tough start to 2018, that does not matter. Doesn't matter. Not one bit. What matters is how you reorient and look at today and tomorrow moving forward. It's about how you finish. So what about you? How has 2018 started for you? Are you a bit behind? Have you already abandoned a goal or two? Did you enter the year with no goals? Maybe you started the year. Maybe you you subscribe to this notion that goals don't work, resolutions don't work, and you've entered the year with no goals. And then you're hearing me and you're thinking to yourself, man, you know what? Maybe that was something I need to reconsider. And you're looking at the date. It's January 21st. You're like, man, we're already already 21 days in. Yeah, we're 21 days in, but we still got a lot of days to go. And there's nothing like recommitting in this moment. So whatever the case, none of that matters. All right. What matters is what you want to create. What do you want to create in your life? Now, here's the deal. Most normal, healthy human beings have a notion to create. We have a notion to create something. Why is that? The reason we have a notion to create is because we are children. We are creations of a creator. And the very presence of the divine spirit in our bodies gives us the notion to create. 
It gives us the notion to create. And anybody who does not want to create is disconnected from their spirit. They're disconnected from their soul. I had a question once. Woman wrote me on Facebook and asked me, said, hey, I noticed my son is not motivated, doesn't want to do anything. I asked him what he wants to do. And by the way, um, this is something that teenagers do, right? I mean, you know, young people can do sometimes. They'll tell you one thing, but actually something else is going on. But anyway, he, he wasn't motivated. And typically, when a person doesn't have any motivations, doesn't want to create, there's one of two things going on. Number one, they're afraid, right? They're afraid to fail. And so they fool themselves by saying, I don't want anything. I don't want to create anything. I don't want to do anything. You know, why do I have to want to do something? Why do I have to want to do more? Right. And that's what they say on the outside. But on the inside, what's happening is they are petrified. They are petrified of failure. And the best way to avoid failure is to stay right where you are. Don't move. Don't move. But here's the thing about that. If you don't move, you're going to fail at life anyway. Okay? I mean, because either you're progressing or you're digressing. One of the two. And if you're not moving, I can guarantee you that you are digressing. And digression leads to failure. Okay? But we fool ourselves into thinking that forward motion will alleviate the fear of failing, okay? And so that's number one. That's what some people do. Number two is it's a cry for help. Hey, I don't want to do nothing. I don't have goals. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't believe in that. I'm asking for attention. I'm screaming for help. That's what's happening. So it's one of those two things. But what matters is what you want to create. Okay, that's what matters. What matters is your vision for your life. I don't care who you are. If you are a healthy, breathing adult, you have a vision for your life. Matter of fact, even if you are young, you have a vision for your life. I can remember being a teenager, not knowing what I was going to do, but obsessing about it. I wanted to have a sense of direction. I wanted to know where I was headed, right? I wanted to know because the closer I got to that, to knowing, that would allow me to begin to create a picture in my mind that would be that vision for my life. So vision matters. Now, what matters is that if you don't have a vision, you're not clear on a vision, and You know you want to create. What matters is that you get unstuck and you move forward. You move forward. And this is why I created and wrote the book Slay Your Goals. This is the number reason why. Number one reason why. This is also the reason why I started the Slay Your Goals membership. Because I wanted to create a vehicle for people who have visions for their lives, who wants to move, who want to move forward but they don't understand the science. Now, what do I mean by that? Everything has a science. Everything has a science. Medicine has a science. Doctors understand that science. That's why they have an MD. 
There's a science to law. That's why lawyers have a JD. Okay. There's a science to chemistry. There's a science to engineering. There's a science to everything. There's a science to goal setting. And here's the thing. And this is what strikes me. We go through all these years of schooling, all this time that we spend learning information that in a lot of ways we do not use today. And the things that they don't teach us are some of the most valuable tools, right? They don't teach us how to set goals in our life. You know, you don't go into kindergarten or you don't go into high school where there's a class teaching you how to set goals and how to achieve your goals. Why is that? Because the plan is for you to work out somebody else's goals. That's why. Okay. They don't want you to know how to set goals. There's a science to it. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I have in the book. That's what the Slayer Goals members are getting. I am sharing with them the science of goal setting. There's a science to it. Now, over the past two decades, I've invested thousands of dollars in learning how to set goals and create the life that I want to live. And when I say thousands of dollars, I mean well into the five, probably six figures over the last two decades and investing in my knowledge on how to set goals and create the life that I want to live. And now that I'm living that life, my purpose is to teach others how to create the lives of their dreams too. I mean, that's my purpose. My purpose is to help myself and others live the best life possible. So in life, there will always be obstacles. Always. For some of us, the obstacle may be a virus, like the flu, like the flu I had, right? That's an obstacle. For others, the obstacle may be more practical. The obstacle for you could be lack of focus. The obstacle for you could be fatigue. The obstacle could be procrastination that most of us suffer from. The trick is to stop focusing on the obstacle. See, when I say goal setting is a science, what I want to do is explain the science to you. So I hope you have pen and paper, okay? Because one of the big mistakes that we make and when it comes to goal setting and creating our lives is that we're not focused on the vision. We don't keep our eye on the vision. What happens is a circumstance, situation, barriers, and obstacles get in the way, and we allow those things to take our focus. And the trick is to stop focusing on the obstacles, the barriers, the circumstances, and the situations. And the trick is to focus on the vision that you have. Focus on the vision. Now, this is important because our attention and our energy goes where we focus. Wherever we focus, that's where our energy and attention goes. So instead, focus on your goals. Focus on your commitments. And what I've also found to be true is that reaching out for help and getting supported is always the best remedy to navigating any obstacle you may encounter. So who else knows the vision that you have for your life? Who else can hold you accountable to that vision? You know, what support 
do you have? But the point of the conversation we're having today is that in 2018, do not let your obstacles stop you. And if you don't have that support, then that is why I created the Slay Your Goals membership. That's why I wrote the book. So, you know, come on, join an elite group of leaders and goal setters who are committed to making 2018 a transformative year. Now, if you ask yourself, well, now, how do I take advantage of that? First, go download the book. It'll take you right into the membership, right into what it is that you have to do for the membership. Okay. And take action. Take action. Move when you're motivated. Now. The trick is to remember, all right, remember this. When stuff happens and interrupts your plan, it is not the end of the world. Thus, it is not the end of your plan. It's not the end of your plan. So if you're ready to to start rolling, right, again, download the book. If you want to be a member, go to Slay Your Goals, check out the membership. And by the way, I'm giving $10 off the membership for if you put in 2018 member, 2018 member. All right. No spaces, all caps. Now, <clears throat> I want you to hear something. And I want to be very clear about this. I am responsible for the sickness that hit me at the beginning of 2018. I am responsible for getting that flu. Now, why is this important? This is important because I couldn't have gotten the flu unless something in my life was in breakdown. Now, somebody might say, Linnell, you can't control that, man. You know, people around here walking around with these germs, they sneeze in your face. And, you know, next thing you know, you're sick. The next thing you know, you're not feeling good. And you can't control going down like that, man. You can't say that you're responsible for that. Let me tell you something. We are responsible for everything that takes place in our lives. One of the reasons that we don't accomplish our goals is because we do not take full ownership. Full ownership. And when I don't take full ownership, what that allows me to do is create excuses. Oh, well, I was sick. If I started the year off better, then I would have been able to keep that health goal. But I came into the new year sick, and I couldn't control that. So what do you do? You know, 2019, maybe it'll be better. I don't know. You know, and you start making excuses. And the reason you're making excuses is because you haven't taken full ownership. I couldn't have gotten the flu unless something in my life was in breakdown. So let me define breakdown because I've been using this term. A breakdown is when you commit to something and you don't do it. That's what a breakdown is. Okay, so if I commit to getting seven and a half to eight hours of sleep a night and I don't do it, that's a breakdown. Uh Oh, ownership. Ownership. See, here's the thing. I know how I got sick because I was running to the finish line in 2017. I was going real hard and I was ignoring my commitments, my personal commitments. When I say, all right, I need to get sleep. When I say I need to get rest, when I say I need to know how to take a pit stop and relax, when I say I'm always going to take a vacation in the fourth quarter of every year, 
Those are commitments. And when I don't do what I say, it becomes a breakdown. Period. And I own that. And let me tell you something. If I was getting seven and a half to eight hours of sleep, if I had relaxed a little bit more, and if I had taken a vacation in the fourth quarter, it's very unlikely that I would have brought in 2018 with the flu. I'm just telling on myself to help you. But I had a breakdown. I didn't keep those commitments. And because I didn't keep those commitments, I was in breakdown. When you're in breakdown, you open yourself up. And I opened myself up to the flu. Then I had a real breakdown going into 2018 right when I wanted to recommit. That's breakdown. See, the problem is we don't take full ownership of everything in our lives. And because we're not taking full ownership, we're always creating excuses. We're always allowing excuses to explain away the vision that we have to explain away what it is that we want to create for our lives. And as is explaining it away, it's actually stealing it from you. It's stealing your vision, and it's stealing what it is that you want to create with your life. Stealing it from you, right underneath your nose, your inability to take ownership. So how do you get out of breakdown? How do you reassume ownership? of the things that you're committed to creating. Well, first, you address the emotion. Let me tell you something. If you're truly committed to something and you don't keep that commitment, you feel a certain kind of way. Now, if you don't feel a certain kind of way, then I have to question the commitment in the first place. All right? Maybe you're not playing the right game. But you do feel a certain kind of way, so you have to address the emotion. Man, I feel bad about that. I really wish there might be some regret, right? So you actually get in touch with the emotion, get in touch with it and say, all right, man, I feel like this. This is how I feel. But then after you express the emotion, that's where you get present to the commitment. All right. So now that I, I got the emotions, I'm connected to the emotion of how I feel. And let me tell you why this is important. The emotional piece is important. The emotional piece is important because there is energy in your emotions. Okay. I mean, the etymology of the word emotion really means energy in motion, energy in motion. Okay. So you get present to your emotions because that becomes part of the motivator. You get the energy that provides you the motion to recommit. By getting present to the emotions. Okay. So then you recommit. And what you do when you recommit is you get present to the vision. What is the vision? Oh, yeah. I said I was going to, you know, start the year off watching what I eat, being aware of my health and my diet. I'm going to recommit to that. Now, and then once you recommit, Then you get clear on the actions to take in that moment. You get clear on the actions to take in the moment. Okay. Actions being, well, if I'm recommitting, that means starting in this moment, I am not going to eat X. I am going to exercise today. Right now, notice I said in the moment. Why is this important? 
Because motivation and inspiration is an emotion. And emotions come and go. How you feel is very real only in the moment. Because a moment later, you might feel a different type of way. Okay? And so one of the biggest mistakes we make is we say today is Sunday. You know what Linnell is saying is good. Man, I'm really enjoying this, Linnell. You're right. I'm going to recommit. I'm going to recommit starting Monday. Oh, eh, mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. Because let me tell you something. Monday morning when you're getting ready for work and you got the stress of work and going into the office on your mind, you think you're going to have the emotional the emotional dexterity, the emotional flexibility and strength to commit to your goals? Come on. It ain't going to be there. That's why you have to do it in the moment. Respect the emotion and do it when you're motivated. Do it when you're inspired. Another reason why many of us don't make traction with our goals, because we ignore motivation. We ignore inspiration. The best time to move forward powerfully is when you're motivated to move forward powerfully. That's the best time. Because the next day, you might not feel that powerful. You might not feel that emotion. And so that's why you want to act when you feel it. Act. All right. So breakdowns are when you don't keep your commitments. They happen because you don't take complete ownership. When you have a breakdown, you address the emotion, energy and motion. You recommit, and then you define the actions you're going to take, and you take the action. You take the action. Now, I believe that most resources for goal setting and creating plans are flawed. And the reason I believe that is because we know goals and plans should be specific, they should be measurable. They should be attainable. They should be realistic and smart and time bound, right? That's a smart goal. So that's where we focus. However, there's very little thought given to the potential barriers and stuff we may accidentally step into that can stall our well-laid plans. Consequently, the first pothole or wall or unforeseen obstacle we hit feels like failure when in fact, it represents progress. See, and this is why goal setting is a science. Because when you hit an obstacle, the only way that you can hit an obstacle is if you have some forward momentum. That's right. Stepping into a pile of smelly stuff equals progress. How is it progress? Well, because you took a step. No step, no stuff. No rolling forward, no potholes. No momentum, no walls. Stepped in some stuff recently? Great. Wipe it off. Get that dirt off your shoulder. Keep moving. Hit a pothole? Cool. Slow down, but keep rolling. Notice how quickly you notice and maneuver around future potholes when you hit a pothole don't stall keep going just proceed cautiously hit a wall climb over it 
can't climb, dig underneath it. Can't dig, tear down the wall. Can't penetrate the wall, then walk until you can walk around it. But whatever you do, when it comes to your vision, when it comes to what it is that you want to create, do not quit. Our New Year's resolutions and plans fail only, only because we quit. We quit because we don't anticipate resistance. Resistance can surprise us. We're unprepared for surprises, especially when it comes to goal setting. You know, it's interesting because most of us, when we create a vision, part of that vision is that we're going to go and achieve that thing in the easiest, smoothest way possible. Come on, folks. <laughs> and so what happens is when resistance shows up, we get surprised. And then because we're surprised, we're unprepared. And being unprepared is demoralizing. So then we get discouraged. We feel demoralized. And being discouraged highlights the exit to quit. So this year. Plan for the resistance. Plan for the resistance. As a matter of fact, going into the second hour, I'm going to talk a lot about resistance and what that looks like. So make sure you stick around because here's the thing. Most of us know how to set a smart goal. We know how to be specific, measurable. We know how to make it attainable, right? We know how to make it realistic and time bound. But what we don't know is how to navigate resistance. And so the resistance shows up. It shocks us. We get discouraged, and then we want to quit. The best laid plans of mice and men off go awry. Robert Burns. So be sure when you're setting your goals to keep tangible ways to stay encouraged. In the Slay Goals membership, part of the membership has an online course, okay, And the last module in this online training, coaching and training course, is around programming your mind to succeed. The very last one. And I take about, I think it's almost about a 20-minute video in that course. And the reason I close it with that is because most of us don't understand that the science of goal setting is... Not setting just a smart goal, but the real science behind it is the mindset. Most of us don't control our minds. The media does. And because the media controls our minds, that's where our focus is. How does the media control your mind? The media controls your mind because that's where all your inputs come from. And because all your inputs come from something external to you, that's unintentional, right? You're taking a lot of the stuff in and it's not intentional. Then what ends up happening is when you hit resistance, you don't have the fortitude, the mental fortitude to push past resistance because you haven't taken the time to put the inputs into your mind, into your body that will create the type of outputs that will push past resistance. You haven't done it.
So I'm telling you, stick with me this next hour because we're going to talk about resistance. And then also what we're going to talk about is the science to achieving your goals. I'm going to share tips on how to achieve your goals. If you joined us this hour, what we were talking about is why New Year's resolutions and goals fail. And then at the top of the hour, we're going to pivot to how to achieve those resolutions and goals. We're back. You're listening to Linnell Harris. This is Inspirational Perspective. I'm your life coach right here on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. And we've been talking about why New Year's resolutions and goals fail. Why plans fail. We spent the first hour talking about that. And now we're going to talk about the science of goal setting, how to achieve your goals and 2018. So if you're just joining us, welcome. And uh, if you're curious about how that first hour went, you can always catch a replay of the show from Facebook Live on the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page, or you can go to our YouTube channel. Just subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, all of the shows are also there. Or you can also go to SoundCloud. Um, now, it takes about a week for it to get up on SoundCloud, but you can always go to SoundCloud and catch any of our past shows on SoundCloud at Linnell Harris. And again, that's L-I-N-A-L, how you spell the first name, H-A-R-R-I-S. All right, so I want to get into this, uh, the conversation about setting goals. And here's the thing, here's the thing. I ended talking about resistance. So I want to spend just a little time talking about resistance and the impact that resistance has on setting goals. But before I do that, here's the thing. I know that there are listeners out there who, I mean, you have goals. And one of the things I always offer is for you to call in, for you to get support with that. And so if you have the courage, feel free to call in, 773-591-1690. Give me a phone call. You know, let me know, what is your main goal-setting challenge? What is the thing that is getting in your way? Um, you might have a question about, Linnell, how do I address a breakdown? Then give me a phone call. You might have a question about, what does this resistance look like for me? How do I set a vision? Whatever that question may be, give me a phone call, 773-591-1690. All right, so resistance... Let's talk real quick about resistance, all right? Because, again, remember, part of the reason many of us don't achieve our goals is because we don't anticipate resistance, right? For some reason, we believe that from point A to point B, it's going to be fairly easy. I'm going to commit to this goal, and then I'm just going to do the goal. Now, most of us who, you know, been around for a while know it doesn't work like that. So one of the key components of goal setting is expecting, planning for the resistance. But here's here, here's the second piece. OK. You have to recognize what the resistance looks like. Now, how do you recognize what resistance looks like? 
and here's how you know what resistance is. The reason why resistance shows up whenever you set a goal is because it's the same laws of nature that make it where when light comes into a room, darkness has to leave. Or when light leaves the room, darkness enters the room, right? It's the same law that when I say I'm going to move forward and accomplish X, then resistance will meet me, right? Because I said it, because I declared it, resistance will meet me and create with the resistance the strength I need to actually be who it is I intend to be in that vision, right? One of the things I talked about before in terms of resistance is anyone who is a weightlifting advocate, a a gym buff, a gym rat, whatever you want to call it, they understand the power of resistance, Resistance brings strength. If I have a goal to bench press, let's say 250 pounds, the only way I can achieve that goal is to put my body under resistance, right? Under the resistance of the weight. And I increase that weight. I increase that resistance so I can hit the goal. It is no different than anything else that it is that you want to achieve. Some of you will say, well, you know, I want to be a motivational speaker. My vision is to be a motivational speaker. Okay, if your vision is to be a motivational speaker, then you have to anticipate the resistance that will be between you and that natural ability and talent to speak. So what will happen? Things will get in your way. You'll find yourself being asked to speak when you're not ready, right? All of these things are setting you up for the strength, to create the strength. And what it is that you need to be the person you intend to be on the other side of that vision. That's what resistance is. So if that's what resistance is, if resistance is actually making us stronger, then why do we try to avoid it? And I think that's the very first thing I want to share in terms of resistance is that not only do I want you to anticipate resistance when you set your goals, I want you to change your relationship to resistance. I want you to begin inviting the resistance, looking for the resistance. Where is the resistance? Because it is the resistance that will strengthen you. That will make you forge you into the person you intend to be on the other side of that vision. Now, resistance is not the only reason we abandon our goals. We quit, right? It's deeper than that. We quit because we are not committed. Now, I started the show talking about commitment talking about taking full ownership, all right? Tony Robbins says, if I'm committed, there is always a way. Think about that. If I am committed, there is always a way. See, a person who's committed is not a victim. You know, you can't be a victim and be committed to achieving something because you know, victims, often they allow, they just allow things to happen to them, right? Something, you know, oh, it just happened to me. They kind of have a reactionary attitude. You know, oh, that happened. And then, you know, oh, they react to it. But a person that is committed is always looking to, looking for the way to take it to the next level. You see, commitment is an integral ingredient that fuels our ability to push through resistance and consistently persevere. It's that ingredient that allows us to push. 
Now, persistence cannot exist without the presence of a deep-rooted commitment. Anybody that is consistent, anybody that is resilient, anybody that is persistent, they have a deep commitment. Look at the people that we call great, right? I don't care if you like LeBron James or not, or Steph Curry or not, or who you're a fan of. One of the things that you have you have to give them is the consistency and the persistence with which they push themselves to be the best at the game. You have to admire that. You have to appreciate that. I mean, that is part of what deep-rooted commitment is all about. We don't question their commitment, right? We don't question champ the commitment of a champion. You know, one thing I've never heard, and all the things that people might say about Floyd Mayweather, one thing I've never heard, they might say he can't read. They might say, well, he doesn't give a good fight. They might say all he does is worry about his defenses. But one thing that I've never heard is that he is not committed to winning. I've never heard anybody say that. Why? Because he's operating from a deep-rooted commitment to win. He doesn't care about what you think. He doesn't care about if you think he's flashy. He doesn't care about who you think he should fight. He has a deep-rooted commitment to win. And if you have a deep-rooted commitment to win, why would you get in the ring with somebody that you might lose to? (laughs) Y'all get my point. True commitment facilitates a dedication and a devotion in the ideal or consequences of your plans. Do you get that? Like, your plans have a consequence. Your goals have a consequence. They're going to change something. All right? And that means that you are committed to the goal despite the change. See, many of us, we want, we want the vision, but we don't, we also don't want anything to change. You, you can't have both. So let me give you an example. We abandon our fitness goals because we haven't linked working out to a commitment for the long-term health and well-being of our body and mind. Right. See, most of us, when we say, well, I want to be healthier, we don't attach it to a commitment. What's the commitment? When I say what's the commitment, what I mean is for what? Why are you doing it? Oh, I'm doing it because I want to lose weight. Well, what's the commitment? You know, well, I want to lose weight. So I look good in my clothes. All right. Is looking good in your clothes the commitment? Is that the commitment? You know, because it's probably not. It's probably something deeper than that. And so most of us get stuck on the surface. A question to ask yourself in terms of understanding how commitment may or may not work for you is to what are you truly committed? Are your resolutions and goals linked to those commitments? Like to what are you really committed to? You know, if you're committed to your family, then you might you might say to yourself, Well, if I'm committed to my family, if I'm really committed to them, I don't want to abandon them. And the way I'm taking care of my health means I might abandon them. Now, by the way, that means you have to be realistic here. okay? but the way I take care of my health means I might abandon them. And so based on the commitment I have to my family, I've got to do better. I've got to eat better. I got to exercise. You guys see where I'm going? You got to link it to a commitment. And here's something for you to consider. 
As human beings, we're really good at sniffing out frauds. I mean, we have a way of perceiving who's committed to something and who's not. So, you know, when somebody's committed to something, you know, they might tell you like, yeah, I'm gonna do better with my diet. But you see them eating how they eating. You like, yeah, you, you know, you ain't serious. You're not serious. You know, the other thing, the other thing is not only can we sniff out frauds, but typically the people around us know what we're committed to. So if you're having a hard time identifying what you're committed to, what's important to you, ask the folks around you. Hey, what am I committed to? What are the things that really matter to me? Because unfortunately, we're better at fooling ourselves than we are other people. Other people know. They know what you're committed to. You might tell yourself you're committed to something. They'll tell you, no, you're not committed to that. Here's what you're committed to. Now, here's the kicker. If your family and friends can't identify something that you're committed to, it might be that you don't have any hardcore commitments. And guess what? That's okay. But let me tell you something. To be fulfilled and live the best life possible, you got to be committed to something. So you need to start asking yourself to what am I really, truly committed to? What are you committed to accomplishing in 2018? I'd love to know. Give me a phone call. 773-591-1690. Peter Drucker says, unless a commitment is made, there are only promises and hopes, but no plans. See, commitments have plans. You know, do you have promises and hopes, but you're not necessarily fully committed? Now, what I want to do is spend the rest of the time covering the tangible tips for achieving your goals. But notice I had to cover breakdowns and ownership. I had to cover resistance. Right. And I had to cover commitment because those are the integral ingredients to achieving any goal. So if you're not willing to be committed, if you're not willing to push past resistance and if you're not willing to take full ownership of your goals, then I can't help you. Those are just must-haves, all right? Like these are must-have components in the goal-setting game. So why is it that many of us fail to adequately plan and create a vision? And why is it that for those of us who do, the majority of us fail? Why is that? Well, here's another piece. As human beings, we don't like change. And we definitely don't like uncertainty. And so as a result, there is an enemy within each of us that will do whatever it can to impede on any change, even if that change is positive, even if that change represents progress. Now, this enemy is in coaching what we call your survival mechanism. So let me explain what the survival mechanism is before I start sharing some of the tips for you to achieve your goals. You see, your survival mechanism is an automatic way that you've learned how to be. And it's not good and it's not bad. It just is. And it's something that you have to pay attention to because the survival mechanism can be good. You know, I got a son. Let's say my son is in in danger. My survival mechanism will kick in and it will 
make me do whatever there is to do very quickly to save my son. All right. But at the same time, it wants to keep everything the same. You know, it likes the current landscape and the current circumstance. Why? Because it knows how to navigate it. One of the main reasons that many of us stay stuck is because we know how to navigate it. We say we want something different in our lives. We say we want to do more. We say we want more. But the thing that's pushing us away from more is this notion that if we change it all, then it's new stuff to navigate. And you don't know how to navigate that. And so you're scared. Many people are scared of success. They are afraid to commit to success. And the reason they're afraid to commit to success is because something inside of them, they haven't even distinguished it yet. Something inside of them is actually telling them that if you are successful, everything will change. Let me give you an example. I had a client. This client, she had a well-being goal. She wanted to lose weight, get her body in shape, get toned. And uh, she was having problems accomplishing this goal. She kept having breakdowns. She couldn't figure out why she kept having these breakdowns. So we began to work together. And upon working together, what we found was this, that she had identified that the fact that she carried a little extra weight, she felt like she could navigate her friendships a little easier. And what we end up distinguishing is that if she lost that weight, if she became as healthy as she intended to be, that there was an underlying fear that the people around her, her friends, her girlfriends, they wouldn't accept her, that it might actually create tension in her relationships for her to be her best self. And so what was happening is that she was actually holding herself back, holding herself back and sabotaging her progress because of that undistinguished fear, that undistinguished resistance and the fear of change. So change is a big deal when it comes to goals. You have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to undergo the change. All right, I got a call here. Got Gino. How are you, brother? Long time no here. Long time. How you doing? I'm doing magnificent. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Yeah, that's great. You know, you, you said something that caught my attention when you said how that people typically are afraid of change. They don't like it. Most people mm-hmm. don't like change. Right. And right. because of the, we've gotten used to the patterns that we've already developed. And even if those are bad things, sometimes we figure, well, at least I know how bad it is. But something you said caught my attention when you said people sometimes can be afraid of success. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I believe it's not the success. They want the, the benefit of the success, or the benefit that comes with success. Mm-hmm. But I think they're more afraid of the failing possibilities. That's true. Go ahead. <laughs> or the, not the potential for failure. You will have failure if you're going to have success. I don't know of a person mm-hmm. that has had success and didn't experience some levels of failure. You're right. And that is goes back to what you were speaking on earlier about mm-hmm. the resistance. When we work out, and you work out, obviously, you work out, and mm-hmm. I'm there now. I literally just signed up for the gym yesterday. Awesome, awesome. What's, what's, what's the goal, by the way? What's the goal? The goal is to get in better health. Not for the, the clothes, like you mentioned earlier, 
but because now I'm going to be a grandfather and Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the future of my family. Mm. And when I see the results of what bad health has done to people that should not have uh, had the levels of bad health, Mm -hmm. I look at it now as investing in my family's future. Not so much my Mm -hmm. looking better in my clothes, but I see, I want to see my son, my sons grow up and be successful, hitting their careers. I want to see my granddaughter running around and I want to be here being able to move with my granddaughter. Hey, Gino, Gino, real quick, real quick. I just want to point out to the listeners, you all hear the vision? Like when he was talking, could you see the vision that he just shared with us? You know, seeing his grandchildren run around, and I imagine you running around with them, right? Oh yes, yeah. Oh yes, that's not, the, you that's know, the vision. That's the not vision. limited, and I'm not mm-hmm. trying to you know besmirch anyone's health or anything like that. But I don't want to be hindered unnecessarily. I, I was right. watching a man; he was in his 80s, mm-hmm. walking up and down our sidewalk shoveling our snow for us with his snowblower. He said, because I still have the help, I can still get around, look at me. And I'm like, when he was my inspiration in one sense. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I, I think that when we get a better vision of what we really need to do, sometimes that can be a good catalyst to get us moving. But again, I think the potential of failure is what sometimes people back away from. Yeah. And I've done it. No, I've you, it. you are 100% <laughs> correct. We don't like to fail. You are right. One of the reasons that we don't set audacious goals that scare us is because we are afraid that we will not hit the goal and we do not like the feeling of failure. And I talked about that to open the show, but I think it's a great reminder as we move into these tips. So thanks for that, man. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, I'm enjoying the show. Uh, Yeah, no doubt. And we got to connect, man. Let's let's reconnect. And and, uh, I know that. Uh, you're on these roads, man, so be safe. Yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate safe. that. Thank All you. Right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Great phone call. Okay. I got another phone call from Comet. Good morning. How are you? Lanelle, how you doing, my brother? I'm well. I'm well. Well, basically, man, I just called, man, because I haven't talked to you in quite some time. Oh, but man. I, how are you? It's been a, it's been a man, long time. I mean, been, when I was on Saturday nights. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But listen to me. Let me tell you something, bro. Uh, no matter where you've been, I've been listening to you. You see, in order for you to be able to attack those things which are, you may feel that you're inept at or you might want to improve or you just want to understand why, you have to have a time and a moment when you say, hey, this is the time I shut down and you find an individual like Linnell Harris. And then you sit back and you listen and then you go and you research and you say, wow, you know what? Not only does this make a lot of sense, but I could try to apply this uh, to my life. So you was asking about goals and what is my goal? One of the things that I had to do for myself is to recognize and understand that everybody doesn't have the same opinion. But the one important thing is in order for you to develop an opinion that someone may listen to, you have to be able to listen and you have to be able to listen to someone else's opinion. Opinion. So my goal is to stay away from uninformed and ignorant people because the plight of what we have in the city really does not make sense or in this nation uh, when you stop and you think the, the pressure is of information that we have to overcome these hurdles which uh-huh. all rest and reside with us. But I don't want to go into all that. All I wanted to call in and say was, you know, man, it's great to hear 
your voice. I've been listening. I said, I got to call the nail. I got to call the nail, and I never did it. So I just wanted to call you this morning, man. Appreciate that. that. Even while you may not be hearing phone calls come through that board, trust me, man, there are a lot of people like myself who are out here listening, and they appreciate you 100%. So keep up the great work, Doc. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for the phone call. Appreciate it. All right. It's been a while. Thanks for calling in, man. Hope all is well. Okay. Well, so Gino had a good point there. You know, one of the reasons why we don't set audacious goals is because we're afraid of failing. So what I want to do in the next 30 minutes is I want to walk you through five tips. Okay. A framework that will help you if you already have goals, really move those goals forward. Right. So you can kind of take a look. And if you don't have goals, we'll help you set powerful goals for 2018. Okay. Now, you can find all this in my book. Again, Slayer Goals at slayergoals.com. It's a free download. So get out there, check the book out. But what I'm going to share with you are some highlights. And, you know, one of the great things about the show is it allows me to dig deeper. Okay. And if you want to dig deeper with me, you can always become a Slayer Goals member. But here's the thing. You have to start. And if you notice when I was talking to Gino, I said, man, you, you know, you're clear. You, you have a vision. You have to start with clearly defining what success is. And most of us, we, we have a nine to five job or some iteration of that. And at our jobs, we, we have to set goals. Or our leader sets the goals for us, right? They tell us, here are the things I need you to accomplish in 2018. Either way, we typically receive some type of indicator for the success that we're looking to achieve in that year. All right. Now, when it comes to creating personal goals that are based on our own dreams, our own goals, our own aspirations, we often skip the vital step of creating a measure for success. What does success mean? Look like now, why do we do this? Gino just said it because we do not like to fail. Most of us hate to fail. So for the most part, we're forced to set professional goals in the workplace and keyword forced. We're forced to set professional goals and we will work sun up to sundown for someone else to meet the expectations of those goals. And the reason we do that is because we associate those goals with our very survival. However, in the meantime, we avoid gaining clarity on our own dreams, our own personal goals, our own aspirations, all the things that really matter to us. And because of that, there's no accountability for what we intend for our dream and how we plan to measure that intention. So as we head into 2018, one of the things you want to do is you want to define your success by creating clear objectives and measures for how you will hold yourself accountable. What does that success look like? Just like you do at work. All right. That's tip number one. I got a phone call here. Is it Rose? Yes, it's Rose Sharon. Rose Sharon. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, now, your name is Linnell Harris? Yes, ma'am. Yes, that is a deep subject you are talking on about setting goals and everything. Now, listen to me. I am blind. 
I would like to get that book. Do you have it on CD or audio or something? I, I do. I do have it on audio. Yes, well, I do. Good because I'm going to tell you, my mother, I used to my mother, be dedicated and committed to praying. Mm. Do you hear me? Yes, ma'am. She never let any of us disturb her. She would pray three times a day. No matter how we knocked on that door, she would be reading her Bible and she would be praying. Mm. And she would get up early in the morning. She was dedicated and committed to this. Now, back in the day, I used to work out at the health club, and I was committed. I used to always say I was going to do it. Okay. I, got so, I got so committed, I was working out early in the morning before I went to work. Nice. After I got off of work, when I got home, and I accomplished the goals that I wanted to Beautiful. accomplish. Beautiful. I had a nice shape back then. I'm up in age now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but yeah. I'm telling you, you are, they do not teach you how to set goals in school. No, they don't. Matter of fact, they don't teach you how to make money in school. No, they don't. And, and they don't and teach you, you how, how, and they don't teach you how to college. manage money in school. Isn't that yes, interesting? And you sound like a man of much intelligence and much wisdom. Oh, thank you. Thank you so Very much. Very much wisdom. But I'm going to hang up because I'm, I'm listening to you. I want to finish listening. Now, uh, can you take my number? Come and take my number because I want to order the, the uh, CD or the audio. And I'm going to tell yeah. my friends. I have my, I have my producer you. take it. So I'll put you on hold. He'll take it. And uh, okay, I'll, I'll reach out to you to make sure you get program. it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. All right. Putting you on hold now. Okay. So, and by the way, anybody else who's interested in the audio, for Slayer Goals. It's actually a part of the Slayer Goals pack. So you can get the audio right now along with the Slayer Goals workbook, along with a goals compilation, along with the a 30-day membership for $27 when you use the discount code 2018MEMBER, okay? And you have to go to slayergoals.com to do that. Or you can get there immediately through murdermediocrity.com. Either one will work. But if you're interested in the audio... That's all you have to do, okay? And thank you for that phone call, Rose Sharon. Appreciate that. All right. Good morning to everyone on Facebook, everyone on Periscope. Thank you for listening. If you're just now joining us, you're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. I'm your life coach right here on WBON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. We are walking through how to set goals in 2018, goals that stick the first tip I just gave is you want to clearly define success very clearly. What does success look like? Hold yourself to a measure. Does that mean you can fail? Absolutely. But a game worth playing is a game worth failing at. All right. So that's number one. Number two is you want to set up some intentional accountability. Now, dreams are successions of images, ideas, emotions and sensations that occur in our minds. Intentional dreaming can be the source of amazing ideas for our lives, for our communities that translate into personal aspirations and goals. Dreaming can also be just another form of wishful thinking. The only way you can make an idea that you dream about real is to get it out of your head and make it tangible. So. You make a dream tangible when you write it down as a goal and you tell other people about it. Not, not everybody. All right. You can't tell everybody about your goals. Some of them going to sit you back down. Some of them going to discourage you, but there's somebody that you can tell. All right. And you tell that somebody, that person that encourages you, 
that person that pushes you, that person that will hold you accountable to creating that goal. Now, what's the difference between an intentional dreamer and a wishful dreamer? A wishful dreamer, they daydream, they never accomplish anything. An intentional dreamer is somebody like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We talked about him last week. We had a great show last week talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the impact that he's had on our lives, the impact he's had on three generations. If you missed the show, you can catch it on YouTube. You can also go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page. All right. But Dr. King was an intentional dreamer. In his I Have a Dream speech, he shared his intimate thoughts, emotions, and ideas about the possibility of racial equality in this nation. This created instant accountability for him and those other leaders to act on that dream as a goal. You see the difference? Act on the dream as a goal. So that dream you have for 2018, is it written down? Who else knows about it? First, write it down. Then tell at least three people who will encourage you to go after the dream, who will constantly remind you about your original intention when you shared the dream, when you get scared, and who will hold you accountable to your greatness and your ability to fulfill on that dream, that goal, or that resolution. Now, let me tell you something. This works. I'm working on something right now that scares me. And I'm working with my coach. This is what I love about coaches, by the way. I'm working with my coach. And there's no way for me to wiggle out of this one. He's like, hey, man, what's the next action to take? What's the next action to take, right? And so I'm slowly inching towards the goal. And, you know, and there's a piece of me that doesn't want to, right? The, the part that's scared. But because of the accountability, I'm slowly inching towards the goal. Stephen Covey says accountability breeds response ability. Response dash ability. Like you actually respond with your abilities. Accountability breeds response ability. Stephen Covey. That's number two. Now, number three, set milestones and action plans. See, here's the thing. Once you have that goal on paper, you want to get clear around what you need to do to create the desired outcome, right? And it blows my mind how many people don't have their goals on paper. You have to have your goals on paper. You have to invest the time into planning and creating a strategy around how you're going to achieve an audacious goal. If you don't need paper, that means the goal's not big enough, folks. That means you're playing beneath your ability. You're playing beneath your God-given talent. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You want to push yourself. So you should have goals that require that you write them down, that require that you must plan. Now, here's the thing. Planning's tough. It's a tough exercise. Why? Because the thrills and the fire drills of every day get in the way. That's why. And that's why I say you got to move when you're motivated. You got to write it down when you're motivated. You got to take the action when you feel the emotion, energy in motion. Use that energy to get in motion. 
Okay? That's the trick. And the loftier your goal and desired outcome is, the greater the resistance, the greater the fear. Right? We talked about resistance. So let's spend a little time talking about fear. Remember when I've talked about fear, those of you who've been listening to me for years. If you're new to this, then this is a new concept. And I'll hit it again. Remember that fear freezes us. It freezes. And this is where having a coach can really come in handy. While there's no substitute for a good certified ontological coach, if you don't have a coach, you can't afford a coach, then that's where your accountability partners come in, right? Because when fear freezes you, that's where you want to have the accountability. So if you get stuck with how, and consider that how is a distraction. But when you get stuck with how will you create this goal? How will you create this as a reality? Consider that you're complicating the plan because you're afraid and reach out for help. All right. Help and support is always necessary. Again, if you got a goal where you don't have you don't need any support, you don't need any help, then you plan beneath your ability. You plan beneath your ability. All right. So how is a distraction? Why is how a distraction? Because most of the time there's still things to do, even when you don't know how. Let me give you an example. Years ago, I bought a building and I'm going to tell the story real quick. But I I bought this piece of property and and this is when I was in my 20s. I didn't have much money. And so I, I basically took a lot of what I had in the bank and I put the down payment on the property. And then three weeks later, my car got totaled in a car accident and I had to go buy a car and I, I had to get the car cause I had to get back and forth to work. And that was what was, you know, basically providing the income, not just for me, but also for the improvements I was making on this property. Now, mind you that when the car got totaled the three weeks prior, I had gutted the building. All right. So I tore down all the walls. I gutted the building. So now here I am. I have a, a building that has a shell. Okay. It's a shell. And I have to buy a new car, buy the new car. I don't have any money. And I remember going into that building and looking around. I didn't know how I was going to move forward. I had no idea how. And I was, I was in such a bad place. I got on my knees. I said a little prayer. I said, man, I'm trying to do everything right. I need help. And how am I going to put drywall up when I don't have money? And then something hit me and said, how are you going to put drywall up when you still got nails in the studs? Take the nails out the studs. See, my point is this. Sometimes we, we start focusing on how am I going to do this? How, and we're not. There's still things that we can do to achieve the goal. So guess what I started doing? I started pulling the nails out the studs. Right. I'm in there by myself. I can't afford to hire anybody. And as I'm pulling the nails out the studs, I end up getting a phone call from a friend. I'm talking to him. He said, hey, man, what's going on? I said, well, I'm in this building. I'm pulling the nails out the studs. Why are you pulling the nails out the studs? I said, well, because there's nothing else for me to do. I don't have money for drywall. He said, well, I know a group of guys who do drywall. They do it real cheap. Really? How much? He told me. And that's it was about three grand. That's about how much I had. And I said, wow, had no idea I can get it done that cheap. Send them over. My point is, when they came over, there was no nails in the studs. They were able to lay it right on the walls. Why? Because I stayed in action. I didn't let how stop me. I stayed in action. 
So a little story about how how can distract you. Don't let your how distract you. Now, when you're setting the milestones and the action plans for your resolution, I want you to keep your mind focused on the desired outcome and the experience that that outcome will create in your life. Now, here's the reason why the experience is important. The reason you're taking the goal on is because you want to have a certain type of experience. And so the goal statement itself should include that experience because every time you read that goal, then you get to experience that experience. You're actually motivating yourself. So create objectives for your goals that include the experience that you want to have. And then here's the other thing. Then create milestones from the future. Now, I'm going to skip over this part because I go into detail in the book. And this is a little complicated. I'm not going to talk through it right now. I'm just going to move to number four. But if you haven't downloaded the book, the book is free. Go to SlayerGoals.com, download the book, go to the chapter where I talk about creating action. I think the chapter subtitle, Milestones and Action Plans. And read the chapter. And I go into detail about how to do this. Okay. The resource is there. Take advantage of the resource. Number four. Identify what you will stop. Man, I can't tell you how many people set goals. All these new things in your life. And you're going to keep everything else going. Something's going to have to give. What will you stop? What will you stop? All right. I got a caller. Ann, how are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm well. I've had an opportunity to listen to you with Perry Small, and I think you're just phenomenal. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, and I downloaded your book, and I read your book, and I had ended up, I started grad school in August. And in the process, it was very challenging, and it was a sacrifice. And I thought about what I needed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And during this time, my sacrifice I was sacrificing my relationship, Mm. unfortunately, with my daughter. Uh, And I had to think what was most important. Okay. She's a sophomore. She only has a few more years of school left Mm -hmm. in, in high school. And so I had to say to myself, what is most important? Because I can't get those years back with her. True, true. I can always go back to school. Yep. And so just reading your book, writing the vision, Mm. making it plain, Mm -hmm. and I was beating myself up about not going back this semester, but at least I started. Yep. And getting your text messages on a daily basis. Oh, you get the text messages. Keeps me, yes, keeps me motivated. Yeah. And I was feeling some type of way. When you talk about these emotions, they're real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are real. But I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. For those text messages. You are truly a blessing. You are truly a blessing. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Uh, Thank you for the phone call. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks for the phone call, Ann. So Ann gets the daily text message. So what she's talking about is there's a daily inspirational text message that uh, I handpick the daily quotes and I send them out. Now, and the reason I do this is because inputs create outputs. 
So if you're getting something motivational, inspirational, uplifting every day in a text message, right? Then it's going to have an impact on your emotions. It's going to have an impact on your outputs. Um, now, here's what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to do this often. I'm going to tell you all how to enroll in a text messaging service right now. Get a pen and paper so you can write this down. Because I'm only reserving this for members now, by the way. So if you are someone from the past who on the text messaging services, it's not free like that anymore. You have to be a member. But because she brought it up on this show, I'm going to reveal how to get the text messages for free right now. So write it down. Okay. Because I probably won't do it again. How you get the text message is you text the word inspired, I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D. You text that word inspired to the number 43783. Okay? When you do that, you will be enrolled in the text messaging service and you will get daily uplifting quotes from me. Now, this is an input. I talked about programming your mind for success. The media's got you locked in. What are you going to do? Are you going to do something intentional to create the type of input you want so you can go out here and accomplish your goals? That becomes the question. All right. Well, number four was identify what you will stop. That's pretty straightforward. Here's number five. Create daily affirmations that include your goals. Let me tell you something. If you don't take control of your own mind, somebody else will. And some of you believe you have control of your mind, but you don't. Hey, you got to get intentional. I read my goals every day. I say my affirmations out loud every day. Why? Because that's my game. Why wouldn't I? If that is the game I'm playing, what game are you playing? What are you doing to ensure that you are in tune, in line with that game. I'm telling you, that's what it takes for us to live the best life. That is what it takes for you to slay your goals in 2018. And if you haven't read the book, go to slayyourgoals.com, download the book. But in the, in the end, I want you to play your game. Play your game, Chicago. Play your game from wherever you're from. Play your game. Achieve your goals. And live the best life possible. This is Linnell Harris. You've been listening to Inspirational Perspective right here on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. If you enjoyed this, follow me on social media at Linnell Harris and have a phenomenal Sunday morning and a great beginning to your week. Have a good one, everyone.